everyone, and welcome back to the It's Good to Talk podcast. So today we are joined by Erica, Megan, and some of you will recognize Risa uh, from a previous podcast that uh, we did along with Untapped Cake, or RJ from Untapped Cake specifically. Um, we are talking about something that I think the rest of the world kind of knows about, but especially for those who are in America, such as uh, those that are with me tonight. Um, and that is basically the overturning of Roe v. Wade and how it's affecting people, what people's thoughts are on it, and everything around that. You can obviously tell I have a lot more women on than I usually do. I obviously do have me and then one woman on a lot of podcasts, but my voice doesn't really fucking matter in this. Let's be honest. I have opinions on it and I have thoughts on it and I can shout about it and scream about it and do everything else. But at the end of the day, that's the only side of it I can take. Everything else shouldn't really be my voice, which is why we have everyone else with me, especially also because I'm, I'm English and, you know, male white middle class english doesn't really go with the fucking argument so it's better we get people that actually do go with the argument so um how is everyone pretty good <clears throat> just worked a nice long day got home made it in time for this good 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 i would say good 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 but the, the end of a really long day isn't necessarily so oh, good too <laughs> yeah. much honestly fair enough how are you doing erica I'm great. Good. And Megan, how are we doing? I am also pretty awesome. I spent like half of my day laying by the pool and so I had a free babysitter over half the day. So it was like golden. (laughs) Oh, oh, I see. (laughs) It was one of those days. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's all good. So, um, uh, I'm just basically going to go round the room effectively. I'm going to go in order of how I see you, which is... Um, Erica, Megan, and then Reese is just how it comes up on my screen. Just to give everyone's kind of initial thoughts. Um, and if you have any specific interaction with this, so if this has affected you personally or anyone in your family on the Roe v. Word, Roe v. Word? What the fuck is that? Roe v. Wade overturning, um, kind of when you heard about it and everything since, kind of everyone's initial thoughts. And then we just kind of try and get into it and uh, probably scream and shout, or I'm guessing all in the same direction. So, um, Erica, what is kind of what's your, your first thoughts from it and everything? On the Roe versus Wade? Yeah, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, yeah. Um, honestly, I don't know much about it. I am, I'm not a very political person. Okay. Um, I've seen it be popular, what was it, last week? on social media and um i kind of was it threw me i was very unexpected like i was very like i did not expect it because i hadn't heard about it i don't really watch tv okay or like the news at all so um but from what i understand of it is that uh they it's the women's rights of abortion and um they that you cannot you cannot uh, receive like an abortion and um, as well as amongst like various things, I'm sure. And, um, but abortion seemed to be like the frontier of it. And are you asking how I feel about it? In my how do you feel about it in general? I mean, whether you feel it's affected, obviously, I mean, to, to be more specific, it was the fact that uh, the, the act of abortion is no longer protected under US law. So 26 of the, 20, uh, 26 of the 50 states um, will be bringing in laws to expressly forbid 
um, abortion within their um, states, although some of those states have then had governors who have said, if you try it, you can fuck off because we're going to stop it. But those can also be overturned by um, vetoes back to the state. So they're at least 26 or just over half are going to be bringing in specific ones. Um, there are obviously states such as um, Massachusetts and California who have said they will not um, be looking to ban it and actually will actively um, tell the other states where to go if they try and ask for information of people that have. But yeah, so I'm just wondering what, what your kind of your thoughts on it initially and like how you like whether you feel it would have affected you in the past, affect you now. Is there anything that you kind of your initial thought of like when it when you heard about it? Um, well, my thoughts on abortion are um, I don't believe in getting an abortion. Hmm. Um, I I believe that what is supposed to happen is supposed to happen, and um, I understand I I understand that. Many women, they they brought up rape and incest cases as well, um, and uh, there's like so many different like pregnancy complications that could arise for those to be needed, and um, I'm I can understand the perspectives, but mm. I don't believe in abortion, and I think it's revolutionary that we've. Uh, overturned something of the sort as like a gov like as as like the government did that i think that's kind of i mean that's a, that's why it's probably very serious because it's like the first time that it's probably happened it's i mean it's not the first time that the the supreme court have gone against their own ruling um obviously okay. um Furman v georgia was 72 and that got overturned in 76 but that was on the death penalty um but that was already seen so most um most states has already started to think about it in 68 between 68 and 76 you didn't have any active executions in in the u.s due to it but 72 Furman v georgia was over then later overturned because of the um certain states such as texas effectively ignoring it but so it has happened before in terms of that but it was a much shorter time period the fact that it's now gone over 40 years since then is the issue. And I think for a lot of people, the, the bigger issue, as you said, is um, things with complications. So, I mean, the obvious one at the moment is that there's a 10 year old um, who is a victim of incest rape, um, who has been um, told that she can't have an abortion um, under any circumstances and must have, uh, you know, she's got to now escape from Idaho. I think it's where she is or Ohio. It's one of the two. Um, Oh, I'm pretty sure. Well, it's uh, yeah. I can't think of which one it is. I don't know why both of them in my head. But that's kind of that's obviously um, the, the worst has immediately happened, which I think is why some people have kind of seen it. Is the kind of a lot of the argument against it was well, the worst is isn't likely to happen. Then it, it's immediately happened, and it's obviously been brought forward as well. So, um, Megan, what are your um, thoughts coming forward with it? So, very mixed. Um, so, one of the first things that really stood out to me, so, in, previously I had a miscarriage. Um, I was 20 at the time. I was 13 weeks pregnant and I had miscarried, which is typically kind of late for a miscarriage naturally to occur without there being any 
like definitive medically reason as to why that would happen. Mm. And so I went to my OBGYN and immediately, you know, I was greeted with compassion, but right following that, um, I was really strongly encouraged to have a medical procedure called a DNC for my own safety to ensure that, like, although I was quite certain that, like, I had confirmed, you know, like, the passing of that miscarriage, um, for, like, my own safety, it was very, like, strongly advised I had the DNC procedure. And, like, being in such an emotional, like, kind of crisis state, I didn't, like, know what that was. Um, I had never heard of that before. And, you know, like, I trusted my doctors. Mm. And I did not, honestly, I did not realize until this Roe v. Wade discussion over the last couple weeks that essentially the procedure that I had kind of is essentially like an abortion. Although my, although like the, the baby or the fetus that was there had already passed, they had already been removed from my body like just that like medical procedure in and of itself and like when i heard that i felt a little bit violated like i wish that i would have had a little bit more of that information years ago like when that happened um and like i work as a social worker um and i i have worked very intimately with a lot of women who have chosen abortion as an option for them. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, in the beginning, it was really hard for me to hear some of their stories and not, like, have my own values about abortion mixed in there. And one of the things that I really, like, have taken away from some of those conversations is how final that decision is, but how, like, the remembrance of it never leaves like the woman hmm. and I don't know I, I knowing what I have heard of other women and now knowing that I sort of kind of identify there even though at the time I, I didn't know that I was hmm. um, I've had a lot of mixed feelings um, a lot of mixed feelings yeah it's <laughs> That, that's one that's been part of, part of the discussion, obviously, is that um, it's you are no longer certain. Sorry, Megan, I'm feeding back on. Um, a, a lot of discussion with it is that obviously certain laws by certain states, and this is not for all of them, would mean that if you even if you have miscarried, you are not protected against the procedure that you just mentioned. Which at that point, I think that this is where uh, the, the bigger discussion gets even even worse. Mm -hmm. It's it's not there, you know. It's gone. It is, but the procedure that then basically to just remove that, you know, from you is the same procedure because that's the only way that your body can do it, and yet you're not protected anymore because it's seen as the same law by a lot of people who have no idea about any of this like some hearing some of the senators talk they clearly have no no idea whatsoever about a lot of these they have no idea about because one of the things because one of the things I've, I've i've thought as well is that if you if you check for um hormone changes in a woman's body after sex for instance 
um, a lot of the hormones will technically, depending on how you read them, show that they are pregnant because of the same markers um, in the chemical changes will show that because it's what certain ones look for. That's why I always encourage people if they're ever um, taking a pregnancy test, don't take the expensive ones, take the cheap ones because you're far less likely to get a bad result. I will preface this by one of my specialists, I used to work for a pharmaceuticals company and one of my specialisms, um, but just before I left the company was on pregnancy tests. Um, so that, that, that's why I have a random, random knowledge that does not fit me. Um, but so, you know, you, you have these little nuances in law that don't seem to be taken account of. And I think that's, that's the, the big issue is that you, you, these things need to be talked about and sat down and actually discussed with medical personnel. And a lot of them do not. Seem to that's, the, that's the big issue. So, I'm sorry, this thought came out. I have to get it out. Like in America, I think regardless of like your political stance, whether like more strongly Democratic or more Republican or not identifying as either, um, there's kind of this like unanimous um, agreement upon like this concept of freedom. And I think that each person has a different idea of what this freedom means or what it should mean for each person. Doesn't always hit that mark as we know, but I think this just really, I hope this isn't like inappropriate to say, but I think it's been a little while since like women collectively have been faced with something where we feel that our freedom has been taken. Like when we obtained voting rights, that was a huge win. When, when Roe v. Wade originally passed, women viewed that as a huge win. Um, you know, our, our pay still is not quite across the board equal with men, but we've come great strides. And I think, like, even sitting here, like, relishing in this conversation, like, just kind of knowing that <clears throat> I may not have this choice, that, like, my culture has told me that I am, it's my birthright to have this freedom and to have all these choices, um, to, like, know that that's, that's not, um, I don't know, I, I think there's, I feel that the anger that I am kind of like now sort of see, feeling that's like kind of deep down in there, I think is the type of anger that I have heard and felt and empathized with a lot of other individuals for a lot of various different reasons. And I don't think I realized that till like right now. I mean, if you've got to get the anger out somewhere, ranting on my podcast can't be the worst of ideas. <laughs> Um, Risa, what are your kind of initial thoughts and everything on this, um, as, as the last in my order of who I can see on my screen? Well, I know Megan has me on Facebook, so I don't know how far she scrolled and probably has seen my opinion on it. Um, I guess I'm pretty upset. I'm a, I'm a younger female, and so, like, it wasn't necessarily something that I was faced with when everything else happened for women, when we've had to fight for our rights. I just kind of was born into it. And so it automatically was something that I didn't think about because I already had it. And so now that I am in the face of this huge change where it's like, oh, my gosh, like, what's going on? Like, all these women are upset by right because there are all of these circumstances that people – talk about like rape and incest and I think the problem with our country is that 
we much rather view our country as a beautiful, wonderful place than see all of the bad things that happen. And one of those is the fact that sexual assault is an everyday occurrence and it happens all of the time. And people are like, oh, just just this case, you know, it's a once in, it's just a once in a million time thing. It's mostly all these people that are getting abortions because they just don't want to have a baby. Mm. And sadly, that is usually nine times out of 10, not the case. And if it is the case, good. If they don't want a baby, I'm sorry, no kids should be brought into the world feeling like they are not needed or wanted. And that is exactly how that child will feel if they are born into someone who does not want them because I've been there. And so it touches me a little bit more personally because I was a child who was neglected. I was a child of five and I was the mom. I didn't have a mom because I was the mom. And so if someone would have stepped in and like, I don't know, taken us, we would have been in foster care. And that would have been a whole different experience that I would have had to go through gone through and people don't want to assess our foster care system or the way that our children are being treated currently but they much rather just bring more into it and yes every like I agree with Erica where no coincidences everything happens for a reason type thing I do but then again I was also sexually assaulted the person that sexually assaulted me he did not use protection and he definitely made that a very much big chance that could have happened. And if I would have had that issue or had to worry about being pregnant, um, I definitely would have considered that. And I also was raised as someone who should not do that kind of stuff, right? I was raised very Baptist, very religious, every, like, every life mattered type thing. Mm -hmm. And um, so, like, I personally would have never chosen, chosen abortion until that happened to me. It was just not something that I could have done. I love, I have two children. I love my children very, very much. And if I were to bring another child into the world, I would love it because it was my child. But it's a whole different experience whenever it's of trauma and pain and something that would be brought into the world and would remind me every single day of what happened to me. I could not even imagine that. There's times that it pops up out in the blue and it, and it triggers me for the whole rest of the day, let alone seeing someone that was a product of that. And so I'm angry because there are people that have gone through that. There are people who go, go through miscarriages every day. And for them to have to worry about being charged with murder. And also I saw, I don't know how true it is in the sentencing, but 15 years. You want to know how much my rapist got? 12 months. And he only had to serve 11. Yeah. So, like, that's a really big, angry deal to me because people that are causing all of these issues are getting way less time than someone who is a product of the issues. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, that that is true. I believe that's Tennessee. Um, So, yeah, it's there's 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 obviously a hell of a lot of issues. I mean, I my my to have an opinion. And again, you know, um, I I. For me, I don't necessarily like, I don't like the idea of abortion, but it's not my fucking choice. <laughs> it's just not. Um, it, it's nothing to do with me. And I, I was brought up in a religious family, although I'm not. Um, and I think maybe some of it is left over, left over from that. I think there was something actually I saw on TikTok, which was harsh, but I think actually makes a point, is that rapists now get to choose the mother of their child. Oh, I saw that too, and I, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. And and sadly, okay, so like it happens way more than we think too, even abusive relationships. So I was in a relationship that was very, very, very extremely abusive. And this man tried to get me pregnant for at least six months of that time because he wanted to trap me because that would have been that control that he could have used over me for the rest of that child's life. Mm. And that's how abusers and narcissists and people are. And like, I couldn't, and that happens. There are women who get married and end up with five kids with a man because he's abusive and keeps keeps putting this on her and she'll never be able to leave. Yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't until uh, 91, I want to say 91, um, that, that uh, rape was recognized in marriage in the US. Um, and so obviously, you know, you can... Is that going to now be lost? Because the whole point of the the um, the, um, the the protection of the amendment that is being done by Roe versus Wade goes far beyond simply abortion. I think that's where that, that's lost as well. It's it's privacy. It's a privacy law, which is why um, Clarence Thomas has actually stated that there's a lot of other things that are going to come after as well, um, because it, you you no longer have protection over gay marriage. Um, what you do in the bedroom. Any anybody out there that's kinky, government can know about it now. Um, you know, just a lot of other things that I've put in it as well, and it does seem to start to suggest that it is more about taking away women's rights rather than anything else, because it, it is a wonder that um, what would happen if women just stopped having um, sex with their husband in some of these relationships, of whether they would then be absolutely okay with that. Um, because that is obviously a woman's control over her own being taken away. You know, just today, I had to have a conversation advocating for my daughter to my grandma. So my grandma is 75. She was born in 1944 and had my mom when she was 16 years old out of wedlock. Hmm. For most of the other people that she knew that that happened to, they had no choice but to have an abortion because and that day, like, you're, if you did that, if your family was a person who had a child out of wedlock as a teenage mom, like, you were not cool. You did not fit in. That looked very bad on the family. And my grandma, like, she advocated for herself to have her child, which I know is a little opposite of this conversation, but I think the point still remains. Women's rights or women's rights. Exactly. And so my daughter is 14. She has had a boyfriend now for seven months. And... Like, my virginity was taken by rape, and my mother died with me never confessing that to her because I didn't feel like I could have healthy, comfortable conversations about sex. My mom saw me have too many boyfriends and assumed I was a whore and I was sleeping with them all and I shouldn't be having sex like that. Mm. So I didn't feel that even when I was having consensual sex that I could tell my mom about it, much less when I had unconsensual sex. And... My grandma has asked me probably six or seven times, like, are you sure you shouldn't be putting her on birth control? Are you sure you don't need to, like, you know, take her here? And you you need to really keep her away from that boy. And I'm like, Grandma, I said, for the last time, we have talked. I said, when she is ready to give her boyfriend a blowjob, I'm going to know before that happened because I told her how to do it right. Because <laughs> I told her that before you – do this with someone, you need to be comfortable touching yourself. Before you can give another person permission to touch your body, you need to know how to, what's your body even like? Mm. And 
my grandma almost fell out of her rocking chair, like literally, but, but it's the truth. Like young women are sexual beings. Old women are sexual beings. And what, what we want to do with our bodies is not anybody else's opinion to tell us, but our own. And sometimes we make choices that we quite frankly don't like the next day. We sometimes make choices that we are really happy we made. But, like, that's a human condition. That's not a woman condition. Um, yeah, those bad choices must be called Chad and belong to a certain Like, I feel like it's such a problem, too, is that there's such a double standard. Like, men, like, can sleep with so many women, and they're a player. And, oh, yeah, good job, buddy. And then you have a woman and automatically she's a whore deemed as a, a whore by women and men. It's not just a, a men thing that are putting the stigma, but other women do the same thing. And that's a real problem is that we have such this big thing, uh, or even like men, right? Like they, they can sleep around and it's not bad choices ever because it was just another number under their belt. But I guarantee you that woman will definitely go to her grave regretting that one person or more. Like it just is how it works. And women are a lot more caring for that and like I really love Megan that you are teaching your daughter that kind of stuff to being to be self-aware that way she doesn't think that she has to get this stuff from a man or from another being that she can go it's right here and so whenever you're ready to make that choice to go do that thing like it's going to be more meaningful and it's going to be a lot more consensual and 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 honestly like safe when you and know enjoyable <laughs> Yeah, it's enjoyable because you're not because you're not uncomfortable the whole time because you don't know like what's going on or and that's the thing the the biggest thing I think for sex sex is uneducation like we're not taught in schools we're not even taught by our parents because our parents are too uncomfortable to talk about it especially if they're religious then it's shameful you want to know my sex talk here's a purity ring Teresa don't have sex that was my sex talk I didn't know anything and it's sad. Like, it's sad that that's even how it works because that we are human beings. We are an animal. We are a creature. And so, therefore, that is something that we naturally crave and want and, and, and do. Yeah, it's, it's, it, this is always a weird conversation in certain ways when, because being the token European here, this isn't a discussion in anywhere else on the planet. Like, it just isn't the, the idea that um, religion would have an impact. Just it, it isn't um, at all because unless you're so I mean, I'm, I'm in England, which technically has, you know, the exact opposite of the US technically in that we have a state church it is the, the Church of England. It is technically the control is controlled by the Queen, who is also technically head of government. Um, but. There would be riots if anyone ever tried to do that kind of control. It's, there's been people, there's actually been companies from America um, uh, that have tried to pay to bring in anti-abortion ideas into British schools in the past few months. Wow. Most British people have just gone, go fuck yourselves. This isn't happening in England. Like, you've done whatever you want there. Fuck off. Because not only is England like part of Europe. It was the first country in Europe to bring in certain um, protections of abortion. And so, like, I know there's a lot of people that are worried. I'm personally not. But again, the worry is probably less on me because it's not my body that it's going to be attacking. But 
I don't feel that it is a, a, isn't that much of a, a worry in England. However, we have had a, a member of parliament who came in and literally said the words he did not believe women should have bodily autonomy. Which, even if you're pro, even if you're pro-life, even if you're like abortion shouldn't happen, the fucking words to state that you don't believe in women's bodily autonomy should have got him a smack in the mouth from someone. Um, because what the fuck? I mean, he was very rightly booed um, pretty much out of Parliament. Um, but, it, you know, these kind of discussions on a lot of this stuff is weird because the right and the left in the US is nonsense to England and to Europe because your left isn't left. Your liberal isn't liberal in any way, shape or form. The furthest left you could get barely makes the right wing here. Like Bernie Sanders would be, at best, he would be a centrist in, in England and in Europe. In fact, in Europe, he'd probably be right wing, in, in Northern Europe anyway. So it's a really weird discussion when we start to take away these things. Now, a lot of people in England obviously have issues with our current government and, you know, they've done a lot of bad things. But if you compare them to how certain things are done in America, I think a lot of English people would be shocked to fuck. Um, but the, the whole idea, I think, of the choice being taken away, because whether you're pro-choice or, or pro-life, um, I actually hate those terms for a start because they don't fucking mean anything. They, they don't take account of nuance. Who the fuck isn't pro-life? Who actually isn't pro who, who Who goes out and goes, you know what I want to do today? Let's kill babies. Fuck off. It doesn't happen. That's not, I know that's what some redneck in the middle of fucking Kentucky with a shotgun's thinking, yeah, these, all these liberals coming around here trying to kill. Fuck off. Like, it's not what's happening. Everyone is pro-life, but there's, there's limits on where you put it. Now, of course, like Erica was saying, there's, there's different things where you look at, you know, who, who is a victim of this? You know, this has happened. Ectop, ectopic pregnancies, for instance, where it is almost impossible for the, um, the child to be viable and to not kill the mother. Like, if you don't have an abortion in those circumstances, they both die. Like, what, what you're doing by not having an abortion in that circumstance is, is killing that person. It's, it's, it's a non-viable entity. It's, it's just not going to happen. You, you've chosen to kill the mother in that point. Um, whereas you may say, you know, depending on where, what scale, on the other ends of abortion, you think there should be tighter controls. Well, depending on who you're talking to, you're both pro-life and pro-choice if you have those opinions. And so a, a lot of the nuance seems to be taken out completely with these discussions. And it is just such a strange thing because it seems to be ebbing away at this idea of bodily autonomy for women. Because I think the other thing that's the most concerning is even if we went with the idea of well, states' rights, so you know it's up to the state rather than the individual, which is what it was before. Um, and you said, right, if you if you um, are pregnant, you should have the child. If even if you went with that idea, um, some states are trying to take away your ability to actually take um, birth control, have IEDs, for instance, and that's forced fucking breathing. I'm sorry, that's just forced breathing. Because now, now you're saying, right, well, you can't stop yourself from having a child. You can't, you know, you can't use uh, the pill. You can't use um, any injections. You can't have anything at all. So if your rapist, um, you know, chooses, chooses you and, you know, that happens, that's it. There's nothing you can do to protect yourself in any way, shape or form. Now, granted, that's only, I think, nine saints. But that's still nine fucking saints. <laughs> 
that's that's how many women are living there and it's not even just in the case of rape it's the fact that like okay i don't want to have a baby because i'm 18 and i'm in college and like i'm I'm working two jobs to be able to pay for my college and i'm not ready for that and like i should be able to have that option to protect myself and the only option that i have is condoms which are not very effective most of the time especially yeah they're just not effective right? never taught how to put one on I was never, everyone else seems to have been taught, I was never taught how to put a condom on. I have no fucking idea. And shit with them. <laughs> because we don't talk, because we don't talk about it. I feel like women know, that's exactly what it is there, because women know a little bit more how to put a condom on than, than dudes do, because like, because the thing, you're, I feel like that's true. Women are a lot more because they're a lot more likely to research stuff. I've I, I just clearly got fucking bad. Men are a lot more likely to pretend that they like their friends. Go for it, Erica. Go for it. Throw, throw yourself in. Okay, so like I said, I don't know much about politics, but the way that I pers- I'm seeing it, hmm. I think that the whole entire Roe Ro v. Wade um, has happened and now we're protesting to see what are going to probably in my opinion i think that this will happen in the future they will probably make considerations because us people are talking about the things that they may not have considered as a government at the time to to, they just didn't consider some of the things, and the people are speaking about the things that they needed to hear, and they'll probably make some some changes and revise. And um, it it just takes the the voices of people to um, and everyone's opinions to to bring forth what what we as a society need to address. So um, that's why that's how I feel. I I can feel I feel you on. I'm a like I said I'm a pro-life pro-choice like you know that like and um that but that's that's how I see it I and I think that it's it will happen it's just um it takes it takes us to talk I agree I agree because obviously like even like Megan right she named her organization Voices of Prosperity I named my walk Walking for the Voiceless because it takes us speaking up us talking about what we believe is right and we us fighting for what we believe is right right that is the most important thing just sitting at home and being upset about it not going to do anything I completely understand there was a few days where I'm like man I am angry and I don't know what to do with this anger and so I just sat in my home and I did what I had to do throughout my life to just to make it through the day but like that's not enough sadly it's not enough to just be angry so what we do have to do, like Erica said, is protest, is speak up, is get our voices out there, make them aware of how big of an issue it is that women are sexually assaulted or that there are miscarriages or that there are 10-year-olds getting raped and then pregnant. Like, be a voice right now. Speak up. That is my biggest thing to any woman, any man as well, anyone. Speak up about it, okay? Like, we're the ones that can make the change. Like, I agree with Erica, and it is going to take time, sadly. Sadly, sometimes our government really does not care for the people, I think. But yeah. that's a whole different topic for a whole other day. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest, one of the biggest issues as well is that it wasn't the government that chose to do this. It was one branch. Because obviously yeah. the, the, the executive um, and the legislature. 
and the legislature is made of a shitload more people. The um, the executive has kind of powers that's effectively given to them, and then you know they can pretend to be powerful, and then not so much. But then the judicial has effectively a group of of people who most of them aren't lawyers. You know, they they have no background in fucking law, most of them, because you can choose anyone. Um, in fact, the only people that do have background in law, I believe, voted for keeping Roe v. Wade, um, just got to choose what the change was. The government didn't. And I think that's the thing as well. Is This wasn't a government idea. This was one branch of, of less people than you'd find in your, your, you know, your local fucking um, whole food shop decided, yeah, we're going to do this. And I think that's where a lot of a lot of the argument comes from as well, because this, this is by every measure, the United States believed in Roe v. Wade. I think it was like 70 or 80 percent agreed with it. And yet seven people went. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah. So like there's, nine going, nine there's going to be the outcry. There's going to be the people speaking up and there are people that are angry. And I am ecstatic that everyone is coming out and speaking on what they believe in. Yeah. I like, think the, the thing that I'm most scared for is that what else? What else are they going to choose to be like, oh, like, I know that the Native American welfare, like child welfare system, that's a whole thing that's on the line right now. And that's that's sad. Like, that is so sad that these Native American children are going to be taken from their homes, away from their culture, and they're not going to understand where they came from. And it's just a way to eliminate all of the, the minorities. And that's really what it is right now. Look at how many issues there are between not just men and women, but race, between classes. Right. And that, and now we have even culture problems. And that's that's what I'm frustrated about, is that this isn't just a women deep problem. This is a much deeper rooted thing. Well, yeah, I mean, there's been or I mean, there's already been issues with. Um, uh, oh, God, what do you call it? Um, Miranda rights in the US. They've already yep. been effectively yep. defended most of the place. Um, so that's the Eighth Amendment gone. The Fourth Amendment is now obviously in trouble the fourth amendment also as i say protects those um who are, are gay um same-sex marriage honestly it protects people who are kinky in the bedroom G- genuinely you know say jokingly but if you're whatever the fuck you want to do in the bedroom that's now now we can decide um it all privacy laws go out the fucking window it, it protects um although clarence thomas didn't go into this probably because he fucking knew better it also protects interracial marriage. And the reason Clarence Thomas probably didn't mention it, because he's in an interracial marriage. It, it's, there's so many things that the Fourth Amendment, and that's the thing, is although the biggest one for, for almost everyone was abortion, Roe v. Wade didn't just protect that. It protected everything. It protected, for instance, against the, um, a mandate to make sure that everyone was vaccinated. That was what protected it. The idea of people not being forced to being vaccinated was Roe v. Wade. That's what protected that. It was, it was the Fourth Amendment. It was the protection in law from Roe v. Wade, which over, overhauled the ideas of, of privacy within um, the Fourth Amendment. So all these things are not ever taken into account by people, and that's the bigger problem for me. You, are, you were saying, um, Risa, about people shouting and everything like that, and, and men as well. The one thing I'm going to say, because this pisses me off no end, the amount of men I have seen talk about, I've got a mother, I've got a sister, I've got a... Who the fuck cares? I do not fucking care if you have a sister, a mother, a, a daughter. Why the fuck is that your reason to help? Why is that your reason to help? It shouldn't be a reason to help. 
It shouldn't have anything to fucking do with it. It should be the fact that you want to help other human beings or that you just have humanity yourself or you just have an issue in your fucking brain that you actually think for once. This bullshit, and you see it every time. It's always the thing that they say in politics is, oh, well, I want to do this because I want to look after her daughter because if my daughter, I don't give a shit about your daughter. She's not the one in government, dickhead. You are. Like, it's not a fucking, it's not an answer. If you want to do something, don't tell me about your daughter. Tell me that you actually have some thoughts of your own and you're going out there to help people. It doesn't you know have no end. The thing that frustrated me, sorry, Erica, to cut you off. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, the, thing that, the thing that I saw, like the, the worst thing that I saw that was an automatic block was someone posting that, oh, man, it was, you know, it wasn't a big deal whenever you guys wanted us to get the COVID vaccine, you know, and you can't preach body autonomy now, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I didn't even comment because I knew it would have just turned into something that I was not, I didn't have the capacity for. And, and if they're already posting something like that, what am I really going to say to convince them otherwise? And so it just was like, block, you are not someone I want to associate with. Because yeah, I mean, my, my response... As I just stated, my response to that would have been Roe v. Wade was the reason that you didn't get vaccinated, the reason you were allowed not to be vaccinated. Roe v. Wade, if you're against um, uh, mandatory vaccination for everyone, you should be pro Roe v. Wade. Sorry, Erica, go for it, because I know I I talk too much. Well, um, you had mentioned, um, or I I heard um, that, I I think it was you, Rissa. Is it Rissa, Rissa? It's Rissa. I'm sorry, um, no. but uh, you mentioned the, the from the 70s, or was that was that you? It, d- it depends on where you're going with the rest of the question. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't, don't I don't mean to be like I'm trying to get collect my thoughts here. Don't worry it, about it. Okay, so and now I lost my train of thoughts. I'm sorry. I'll come back. I'll come back with it. Don't worry. All good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'll um, go back to something else you said earlier, Risa, though, about the the idea when, um, you know, guys are always protected when they sleep around by the idea of, oh, well, you're just a player. Or, you know, the idea of being a man whore, which I I think I had labelled on myself at some point when I was at university, um, is seen as a good thing. You know, this kind of, oh, well, that's, you know, oh, yeah why it's, it makes no sense and so I, when i was in different societies um i don't know what you'd call them in america but for societies for us and different groups and things um i was the well-being officer for one of them for a couple of them actually i was well-being officer and I'm a, and i used to get so many messages from um from younger women that were in uh, in the society just saying i've slept with a guy last night oh my god um i shouldn't have done this blah 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 and my response every time was, did you want to? Were you happy with it? Why does it matter? Because every time they were having to go themselves because of the fact that they'd done something that they'd created a moral idea in their head. And I'm like, who cares? Like, if you're happy with it, if you did, it happened because you wanted it to, um, and you, hey, you had a good time? Fucking awesome. You know, that's just, those are two questions. Did you want it to happen? Did you have a good time? Cool. Are you going to see him again? No. Who the fuck cares then? On to the next. Like, genuinely, on to the fucking next. If that's what you want to do, one of the main times you're going to do that is in university. Probably should add on, you know, use protection as well. But, you know, the the main thing is, did you want it to happen? Now, unfortunately, I did have times where I had people from those societies as well. And 
I had to go with them to the to the police to to talk about things like that as well, um, where a I had to control my own anger in those situations because I didn't particularly want to come across that whole bullshit toxic masculinity of getting into that mindset. But, you know, I had to go along with that as well. But we did, you know, have girls that were just upset because of the fact they slept with someone. And I'm like... It's the shame thing, though. Think about it. Like, women as a whole are taught to shame, like, not just sex, our periods. Our periods, just oh. us as women being a woman, like, we are taught to shame, like... I don't know, like, periods, even in a religious household, were not talked about. Like, you got your period, you got the stuff you had, that was it. Like, there was no discussion about it. Like, and, or even it was worse. Like, my stepdad was straight, are you on the rags? Like, that is, like, it's just the thing. Periods are thought of as being this hormonal, you're emotional, like, cranky, like, don't go around a woman when she's on her period. We are taught to have this innate shame about ourselves. And so when we go on to actually have sex, we ourselves for it and I genuinely have so many more times where I have felt bad about a sexual experience than I have enjoyed it because of that that thing that has happened because sex was a shameful thing yeah yeah I, you're right about periods yeah, I mean, but, um, so growing up my mom growing up my mom was addicted to crack cocaine and my stepdad was the dealer so there was, like, a lot of times where we were just kind of left to, like, do our own thing. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, like, kind of finding my people through um, – my mom dropped me off at a vacation Bible school, like, for free, like, babysitting, essentially. And I ended up getting saved. I found Jesus. I finally found this, like, whole group of people that accepted me and I belonged. And, <clears throat> like – Anyone in the church who was not married, if it were found out that you were having sex of any kind, like, it was very strongly encouraged that you come up onto the front pulpit in front of the whole entire church and you openly confess your sexual sin to everyone. And, like, on top of that, this was also the same church who, like, you know, constantly preached about, like, the woman who was unclean for all these years that had the issue of blood, and she just found this amazing courage to come out in the crowd, although she was labeled as unclean, and because of her faith that if she touched Jesus as him, she would be healed, and, like, that was ages and ages and ages ago, and while while I believe in every word that the Bible says as true, um, I think that sometimes American churches really get it twisted between like Old Testament and New Testament and like did God say this to only apply then or does what he says still apply today and for a young woman especially for many I would say even the majority of young women in today's society who do not have a strong family home who do not feel like they are supported to talk to adults like it fucks us up you know I I remember I was in eighth grade and I had recently started my period and I went to school and like within an hour of being there, like tragedy occurred and I didn't have any other shorts. I didn't have anything. I had to like literally walk myself like a dog at a homeless shelter up to the front office. Like, and not even one of my friends, like, girl, I got you. Like, here's my jacket. They're like, Ooh, like don't, you know, don't help her. Hmm. And, you know, like, in, ta- in starting talking about Roe v. Wade, like, I didn't, 
I didn't realize that this was where we were going to get, but Rissa, you are so right. Like, women are, we are given so many mixed messages about what is supposed to be right and what is supposed to be wrong and, you know, and being compared to other women that on one hand out our mouth, we're told like, be who you want to be as celebrate those differences. But on the other hand, it's like only if you fit in just a certain way. And I'm so fucking sick and tired of being told that. Like, let me be me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's. I think the the biggest thing when it, when it comes to religion, obviously, it's it's different for me as well because I'm I'm an atheist and I'm European, which means you know no one believes it over here. Um, but my me and my late wife um used to talk about it if we ever had kids, um about the facts because. Most of the people I've come across in America that spout about the Bible have never fucking read it. Um, in fact, they're the same people who have never read the Constitution either. Um, uh, read the fucking thing and you might understand it. Um, but we had an understanding that in terms of because I don't believe my late wife did. And so we also had the understanding that if we were going to, you know, to bring up a child that in terms of education on the on the bible and on religion i would teach them because i taught religion at school which means i have the quran i have the um bhagavad gita i have the bible i have these things here and i've read them i when i went to sunday school as a kid they literally sent a note back to my parents saying there's literally no point um in adam coming here because he knows the stuff already i memorized it because I was a very boring child. And so, you know, this is, this is the thing. I know that stuff. For educational purposes, I knew it. In terms of faith, that would be where my wife came in. And I think that's the difference, is that people have created their own idea of what things are and then gone, well, my faith now says this. It's like, look, if you're going to use that document, which, you know, in America, most people do believe in, but if you're going to use that document to do anything, even though there's a separation of church and state under the um, letters by Ch- Thomas Jefferson. Um, you know, if you're going to do that, at least fucking read the thing, because absolutely everything that's ever said by anybody that wants to make the argument of it was not said in the fucking Bible. It just isn't there. And, let, you know, even the, the, the stuff on, hetero, uh, on homosexuality is not there. It's a German interpretation of something. It's just bullshit. And that's the biggest argument as well, is that you, you're just randomly saying stuff and, and then backing up by going, well, it's my belief. I don't give a fuck what your belief is. I genuinely couldn't give two fucks what your belief is, especially when your belief has no backing in the thing that supposedly you're believing in, you dickhead. Like, speak fucking facts. If you're going to try and say it, give me, the, give me the fucking information. Tell me. Tell me where you see it. It's the same thing when anyone tries to argue the, the Constitution with me. Um, which Americans really hate when an Englishman um, kind of quotes the Constitution back to them. But, like, I've read it. I have a copy in my fucking library over here. Like, my, so my background, my first degree was in politics, specialising in American, British and Russian politics. So I've done this stuff. So it's like, the fuck? And it's really, it does get ridiculous at some points when people just don't know what they're doing. I don't, I'm not surprised we've gone on to... Um, periods and and shame for women as well because i think that's the thing with is it is about women's bodily autonomy it's a idea that you as a woman you're allowed to go you know what this is my body cool because that seems to be taken away you know men can go this is my body i can do what the fuck i want to it 
women don't get that choice anymore, depending on where they live. It's so well, frustrating, too. Well, sorry, Erica. Go on, Erica. Why you put it in your head? Go yeah. on. <laughs> what I was going to say earlier was that um, the pro-life, the, the Roe v. Wade, the pro-life, so if we're if we want to bring as many lives into the world as possible and then back to the execution thing, if we're trying to prevent people from dying of execution, that means we're trying to keep people here alive on Earth. Mm. In my perspective, that means that we're trying to have as many people here on Earth as possible. And that would bring forth so many issues. I'm, and so I understand why people are probably considering all those things because overpopulation how are we going to feed all these people if we are if we're made to bring these people into the world how are we going to feed them then we have to consider things that we're also going to have to tackle as a society which would be um inflation that we're dealing with now and um the, yeah that's what i was trying to say earlier though but that's cool I'm glad, I'm glad that it came back into your head i'm glad <laughs> that was and you brought up like a good topic because like there's a future there's a food shortage right now there's a formula shortage like i like i i have my kids and they are seven and four and i could not even imagine having to worry about how i'm going to feed my baby because there's no formula in the show like we have tits we have tits we have tits to feed babies okay that's what we need to do we have boobs to feed babies what the fuck do you need formula for i well like i breastfed i did and then whenever I had to go back to work, because that is how the U.S. is, and you have to go back to work, and they don't give you enough time, well, then sometimes you're not able to pump because you're That's when you fight for your women's rights right there. Um, it's when you me, fight for your women's rights right there. Is, I worked at a factory, so you have to pump in 15 minutes is what they gave you, because that was, that was what the rights said that they only had to do. That was the minimum. You get the 15 minutes. I was not able to pump every, adequately, adequately every time, obviously. I had an eight-and-a-half-pound baby. And I was able to feed right. him for six months breast, breast milk because that's what I was able to do. But at that point, when you lose your supply and you've done everything, teas, cookies, all the stuff. I had the same thing happen to me, yeah. And so it happened. Like, and that's what I'm trying to say is, like, not sadly the way that we are now as a society, we don't have the women that would um, be dedicated to feeding other babies, right? We don't have right. that. Accepted, you know. You see a tit out while you're eating at a restaurant. It's a huge fucking deal when you're feeding your child, and that's the problem. Is that it's not accepted right now? And like, I will definitely advocate for someone breastfeeding every single day. But don't say like, oh, we can't. It's a breast milk thing. Feed your child breast milk because there are exceptions, just like with abortion, just like everyone. What about goat milk? That's one. Like, I am not a dairy person. We could go on about the nutrients and stuff, but that's not, I guess, what I wanted to bring up within that. Like, there's formula shortages, there's food shortages, there's there's that problem. And the other problem is that, yes, we are going to be overpopulated. What about sicknesses, diseases that are going to arise because we have so many people going on? Because there has to be a balance. People think that we can bring all this life onto this planet and that the universe is not going to be like, oh, balance. Because why do you think there are species that die out? It's just how it works. The universe creates balance, and we're going to find out one way or another. We're going to have a whole bunch of babies and kids and be overpopulated, and we're going to find out how we're going to be eradicated from that. It's just, that's my belief upon it. And so, like, I'm glad that you brought it up because, yes, there are going to be other issues that arise because we are having all these kids brought into the world. Foster care systems, like, I did the 800-mile walk to raise awareness and money for a children's home in Flint, Michigan, for children who that was their last stop like they had no home they had been through significant trauma no one wanted them 
No one would even adopt them because they were the problem children. And that happens so often when there's victims of trauma and neglect and abuse. And so we have all these kids feeling unwanted. And the home that I chose was an amazing home, but there's not always amazing homes out there. There are some really right. fucked up cases out there, and these kids are going through shit. And so if you have a woman having a baby that she doesn't want, where do you think that child is really going to end up? Probably not with that mom, sadly. And oh. if, if it, it just is how it works. And, like, my mom had five kids. There is no way that she could take care of us. There is a reason I was only 90 pounds when I graduated. Like, I have been a product of traffic and neglect because a parent had too many kids and that's the thing is we just think that oh babies but that's not the end of it we're pro-baby not for life because we're we're happy that that baby was born but what after that how, how hard is it to get government assistance because a woman is struggling because a man won't help that's the thing is that us women are wow. now obligated to take care of this baby to pay for this baby to do everything literally risk our life for this baby to bring it into this world and the man, I tell you what, I have two kids, and he still hasn't paid a freaking dime. Okay, don't have sex. Don't have sex. Be celibate. Don't have sex because you're making the choice to have sex. You're putting yourself at risk to get pregnant. Both of you are as adults. Mm-hmm. So, and then, like, what if what if all this, these like, things are inspiring you- for us to bring back the old ways of living, which is family, which is farming, which is on our own properties, which That's why is, it's old. um. Like, those Not things could happen now. with all the things that we are doing as people. Like, maybe this is, like, the the, the time people that we're coming together to go, right. essentially, because we've happening. industrialized everything. We've commercialized everything. We've, like, and we're all connected now online. Yeah, but, I mean, I, so, I mean, uh, with a lot of that, going back to the old ways is where people died, because more people died despite a lot of the, the things from it. More people died a, a lot easier. But now we have the education of then and now to make so it better. Music, don't go back to the old ways then. You're not going to go back to the old ways because it didn't work. Find the way. Not, you're not supposed to go back to the old ways, but you're supposed to bring the old and the new together. Exactly. Learn from the past so you don't make the same mistakes. Right. Yeah. That's how it works. And, like, to be like, oh, don't have sex, that's very, very, very unrealistic. Men want to have sex. Women should have sex. It's just how it works. You as a human being have that, that have sex and so like it's within our brain chemistry to crave it especially once we hit our period right men hit it at a certain age women hit it at a certain age and so there's that thing and you can definitely have sex with a man and they have they tell you I love you oh my god I love you so much you've been with them for six months and like whatever right not thinking anything of it because they've told you the most amazing things heck you can be with them for for six years and be married to them for four and you won't even know what's going to hit you. They cheat you on, they cheat on you. They have uh, uh, a new girlfriend who has kids and those kids are more important. And bam, you did everything right. I did everything right. That's how I want to say it. I did everything right. I got married. I was with that person for two years before I even got married. Like I did everything right. And guess what? I'm still here doing all by my damn self because you don't get to control the outcome. You don't know what's going to happen. And so to just be like, Oh, well, like, don't have sex well like shouldn't you be taking those precautions before because you just don't fucking know you just don't know like and that's the sad thing and those are those cases where there are the 10 year olds or there's sexual assaults and so you can't just base one idea off of it and like what you brought up not you erica um what you brought up about uh religion in the sense of like what if it was another religion that we were trying to make the belief upon are we are the melting pot america is the melting pot 
We have so many people from so many different cultures, and we are taking it in and thinking that we should all believe the same thing, and that's not the point. And that's not even the point of living. To think that someone else should have the same opinion as you and the same belief system, and therefore they should live the exact same way as you, silliness. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the point. Yeah, it's it's the point I always make against the, the lie that's told in American schools, that America was founded on religious freedom. It wasn't. It was founded on um, those religious zealots who escaped or came away from Europe because we wouldn't let them persecute. We actively, in England and Spain and France, told them, fuck off, you're not persecuting people because of what they want to believe. So they went, OK, we'll go somewhere else and persecute everyone else. That's what America's founded on. It is founded on religious persecution. And so I have to say, so the one thing I will say is, I wasn't surprised by this. Everyone, and I, I find it personally strange that people were, because I think most people know my, my thoughts on America for a lot of things, but it, it just there was nothing in it that, that surprised me. I'm like, okay, yeah, of course they'll do it, because this has been an argument for years. It's never going away. They actively are trying to do it. You get um, Gorsuch, who himself has actually been accused of um, sexual misconduct himself. The fact that he was one of the people that voted to overturn is very disturbing for me um you know this was never a surprise to me in any way shape or form this has been a this has been a continued ebbing away of certain rights over a long period of time if you look at places like missouri they still have it written into the laws to try and overturn um this state um in by state already in fact there was one i think it was was it missouri again that literally had a, um, a law on the books from 1928 that they tried to enact the second Roe v. Wade was overturned. They didn't try and change it. They didn't try to update it according to what would be right now. They kept it as is from 19, 1928 to try and re- reinforce it. So it, it's a strange thing that this has even been, um, th- this is such a surprise for people. And I think that's where people are getting, getting annoyed with everyone, not just one side, left, right you know, up, down, whatever you want to be. Everyone's annoyed at everyone because we knew this was coming and the idea that we didn't is bullshit. Everyone knew this was coming. This has been coming for 50, since, since it first passed. This well, it's like coming. you brought it up before, though, um, on our other podcast that America is very un, un, ugh, uneducated in what is even going on within our country, right? And that's the problem is that that's not something that is the headlight and spotlight and, and social media or on the news even, right? It's a big deterrent, like, oh, what, what, what else is going on so that we can do this really big, crazy thing and you not know? That's really what America kind of does within their, their news and the way that they get information out. It's very just deceiving honestly on what's currently going on and um i also am like erica and i really don't like to watch the tv or the news and it's specifically for the reason of like i don't know just keeping my my mood good because i know that if i were to watch the news even even just once a week i would just be i'm an empath and i feel feel it all i just want to go make all the change right now and sadly that's not feasible and so i have just eliminated that from my daily life and um it's increased my mood a lot more and i agree that people should definitely be knowledgeable on what's going on however like if it is affecting your mental health or if it's affecting something within you definitely take those precautions but like our world is kind of crazy right now and we do need to be knowledgeable on what's going on because we don't know what's going to happen next and like i know that you're not surprised 
I honestly am not that surprised just because of everything that's going on, right? We had a huge child sex ring that literally has been forgotten about, and no one has even brought that up. You know, we're uh, having all these new babies be born, and there's a whole child sex ring going on between our celebrities and our politicians and all the people that are wealthy, and no one has brought that up, and that's what's sad. Yeah, what did you um, say? What is happening? Uh, ju- just <laughs> – the, the child sex rings that save our children that was going on right before COVID happened and then COVID happened and it was forgotten about. Yeah, that's the still going time. on. Are you talking <laughs> about like sex trafficking or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been so, talked about for you. I learned about that in college when I was, I mean, I mean, cute. I live 20 minutes from the, the biggest hot spot of sex trafficking in Beaver Dam, Ohio. Yeah, but no one wants to bring it out in the light more more so it's just like oh this is something that we know is happening but no because one wants sex to is the, the biggest sin and sex is the biggest thing and the thing that sex is why we're here sex is why we move sex is sex is what we love and our lives revolve around sex and that's what i'm saying don't have sex just be you mindful just if you're having up. sex just if you're having them. sex be okay. careful be selective be cho- like choose like I'm sorry, you gotta, I just you gotta be smart. This contradicting of itself because you literally said sex is everything. Sex is why we are here. Don't tell someone, don't tell someone, don't have sex if you literally know that that's why we are here. Be wise when you're be having wise. sex. Who you're you choosing to have sex with, what you're using to protect yourself. But, Your mean, feelings are gonna get hurt. So but guess what? Shit happens. That's all that happens is stuff happens, and you can't just be and like, oh, okay, I refrain from it. I guess best the I can. Is that we have children that are uneducated and you can't be like, be wise because they are not educated because their parents don't give a shit about educating them. Yeah, I mean, education if- definitely has to, has to come up as well. Um, there's, no, there's no such thing as 100%. Um, um, not even birth control can give you 100%. Thing either. Um, it, none, of, none of it is 100%. Um, it's absolutely it would have worked for me whenever I got that purity ring and I, I devoted myself. It would work for every teenager who has remained, who has promised abstinence, because I'm pretty sure that was a whole thing going around in the school because that's how it was and it's weird. If that was the case, we wouldn't be talking right now. This What's wouldn't be there, an issue. Abstinence works. This wouldn't be our issue. It has the same you thing. You mentioned the... Because DARE, Dare um, which was an education on drugs, actually increased the amount of drugs that's being taken. I mean, mm-hmm. it completely backfired on itself. I mean, that is the yep. biggest thing, is, is education has to be the forefront for everything. Political Another education, one. sexual education, just education in general. Because when you don't have an educated um, population, then it, it, it never goes anywhere. Because you, you don't know anything about anything. And, and you know, when, when you want to get involved in things, and this has been said by so many people, is... Voting is important, but it's not the end of it. Like you can stand for something if you are, are you as as a person out there. And again, we we have to be mindful of, of people's mental health because, of course, mental health can be um, uh, brought with it. And you know, uh, those of you watching or listening to this, I am a mental health streamer and facilitator. I've just started my own mental health charity as well, so that is kind of my background. So I, you know, there is part of that. And obviously, you know, um, being in the uh, in public service can kind of aid you as well. But if you feel that you are capable of doing it, go and fucking stand yourself. If you're someone that's screaming and shouting about it and going, well, I could do a better job, prove it. Go and do it. Stand for your local school board. Stand for fucking sheriff. Where, wherever you are, whatever's available, 
go and do it because someone has to. And if you yeah. think the person that's doing it at the moment is complete shit show and there's no one standing against them, because especially in America, you have so many, so many um, positions that are uncontested locally, school boards, sheriff, even Senate seats and Congress. So many of them are uncontested. And I have to say, I'm, I'm previously, I was, a, I was a, a, a politician in the UK. I beat my, um, when I won, I beat the incumbent by um, another quarter again on top of the votes. And he was in a safe seat. So you can do it. And I was a student at the time. I was still at university. I went to my, I went to my last exam for my, for my undergraduate in a suit with a rosette on. Brilliant. Um, you know, you can still do it. It doesn't matter whether the person's incumbent. Or, you can still do it. You can still push yourself forward. And I think that's important because if you think that you're going to do that, if you want to do that change, that's important. And getting that education out there, understanding what's happening in all walks of life is the most important thing. All walks of life, no matter what it is, that education has to be part of it because without it, the, the, the argument doesn't go anywhere from, from anyone because you can't see both sides. You can't see um, why um, a, a law is brought in. You won't understand the, uh, the function of government, the powers of um, the judiciary, the reason that certain um, things have historical um, accuracies or inaccuracies, the effects on the economic breakdown for the country or the world. And that's the thing that, that really needs to be pushed a lot with that as well. Yeah, um, I like that you brought that up. I know that we kind of talked about that even in the last podcast. It's like, go do something. Like, if you really care or believe in it, please stand up. If you're able to do so, you have the capacity. Like, there's a lot of things that you can go and do to just even help or get your voice out there. Like, I do my, I get my voice out there. I like to do motivational speaking and public speaking, and I really enjoy going and speaking to the children because I believe that they are the most I don't know, they, they absorb it a lot easier. They're sponges, right? They're a lot more easier to hear what you're saying than an adult is who already is set within their beliefs and morals and values, right? So a, a child is a lot easier to talk to. And so, like, there's a lot of really awesome ch children that are standing up right now, too, like teenagers. I'm so excited for that. There's a lot of really cool people that have, have voiced and spoke up for people and their rights, and that's what I'm loving up. And Erica, like, I know that we differ on our opinions and like that's the thing is like we get to have our own beliefs and like I wouldn't change yours because that's not my that's not even within my control right and so so I wouldn't want to do that but um I can appreciate your opinions and I can appreciate you voicing them because that's what I'm telling people to do um just don't go out there and be be hurting people with your words is all I ask don't be going I'm up quiet as ever yeah. yeah, I don't no, really no. voice my opinion too much. Yeah, and I'm just saying that for everyone that is able to listen. Go out there and start slamming anyone because you think that'll help, because it won't. All it's doing is creating more hate and, and divide, really. Well, yeah, I mean, actually, on that point is something I reminded everyone, and this is an important thing about, about that as well, is that having discussions, because no one changes anyone, anyone's opinion on, on the Internet. Anyone that's listening to this and watching this, you heard your opinion at the beginning. It isn't changed by the end of this. If it is, fucking hell, I want a prize. I think I've done it once. I've done it once. When, and that was only because the person misunderstood what they were doing. And that was somebody came into a discussion on toxic masculinity, where I was basically saying it fucks everyone. Toxic masculinity is toxic. It's in the fucking name. And he got all defensive. But then after about half an hour, went, oh, okay, actually, that's not what I thought you were saying. And so, yeah. But... 
what I said at the beginning of this is, is you still have to be um, respectful of what, um, to, to a point of what someone's saying, um, unless it's directly attacking you, obviously, then there's a defense for yourself. But um, you should be able to have that discussion and not just be the loudest voice. And the point I made off camera was if I start talking over people, please tell me to shut the fuck up. And I, I, this is something I try and say to, and if I've forgotten to any of my guests, I apologize. I try and say to all of my guests because I'm well aware that built into me is privileged to fuck and toxic masculinity where I just, I get to talk. And so that's the thing as well is that sometimes these, uh, the voices, and that's why I think education is important, is it just gets to be the, the person that shouts loudest sometimes. And yeah. that isn't necessarily the one who knows fucking anything. I mean, there's so many people in the media um, and in in um, in Congress that you could give them a, a basic test on anything, including politics and the media, and they'd fail. Um, but they shout a lot, and so people listen to them. And I think that's that's definitely something that needs to be taken into account as well. Is that it's that critical thinking idea as well. And by critical thinking, this one always pisses me off. When, I, when I, whenever you say critical thinking, they go, "Oh, well, I'm cynical of everything." That's not what critical thinking is, dickhead. Critical thinking means you actually think about things specifically, you know, you pick up on, you can actually analyze where um, information is coming from. Is this from a legitimate source? But, you know, you can go through these things without simply going, well, I'm just critical of everything because that's not what critical means. You know, th there's, there's a difference in how you learn to learn. You learn to understand. You know, these are things that are taught. Uh, uh, basic critical thinking is something that's taught in many schools in England at the age of 16. It is a basic that's that's there. It's taught to you as something you need to understand before we let you on to higher education, because otherwise you're not going to understand a fucking thing. I think the saddest thing is the lack of uh, communication skills that we're taught, right? So many people think that words are the biggest thing within communication, and it's actually the smallest percentage, right? Words only make 7% of, of communication. The rest is 50-something percent of body language and 30-something percent of tone. And so, like, we get so lost within people's words, and then we get defensive because this person's yelling at us or raising their voice, and we totally even – sometimes we even just disconnect, right? This person yelling at us, I don't even want to hear what they have to say at that point. And so communication is the biggest thing because also empathy. Empathy is a key component to communication because if you don't understand or if you can't just disconnect, like disconnect yourself and try to put yourself in someone else's shoes, you're not going to be able to understand or even be able to relate to what they're saying at all. And like to think that just because you haven't went through it doesn't mean it's not happening or doesn't mean other pe people aren't going through it. So that's the biggest thing within this as well is like, if you're hearing people's stories, if they're using their voice and sharing their story about why this is impacting them or why this is such a big deal to them, be empathetic. Just because it hasn't happened to you does not mean it has not happened to them and does not mean that it's a very real big problem for them. And um, I think that's the biggest thing with America right now is we have no empathy. We just want to be angry. Hmm. Well, it's, it's and I get this, this the, 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 the annoying thing for me is when a lot, a lot of men have kind of throw themselves as we're not allowed to talk anymore, which it pisses me off because it's, oh, it's there's this argument of like, because um, a, a, a lot of sides of this people, um, if you don't have um, 
you know, if you don't have a womb, you don't get a, a, the right to speak on this. And then a lot of men have gone, well, that means we can't speak in defence or whatever. And it's like, that's not the fucking point. If you if you went to the, the, the side of a cliff and um, you were, you know, you were with your, you as a, as a female with your husband who doesn't know how to rock climb, doesn't know how to ascend from the rocks. Um, and so you're going down the side of it and you say to him, please don't touch anything. You don't know what you're doing. And then you fall you can still ask them for help. And I think the argument that men are making is as if, well, I was told I don't know anything, therefore I let you fall off the mountain. Just because you shouldn't have understood one part of it because you don't have the ability to do so because you don't have those body parts doesn't mean you can't help the person that's asking you for fucking help. If someone is falling off a cliff that is a as is a um is you know does this all the time and their their rope is about to split and they put an arm out you don't go well i don't know what i'm doing with this rock climbing so i'll let you fall that's not how it fucking works and the argument that men make about that is such bullshit it's so annoying no i agree like uh i don't know i guess it's just a frustrating thing that yes like there's the thing going around like if you don't have a woman don't speak we want you to speak in the sense of please speak up for us. Please speak for our rights. Please stand with us. Like, do that. Like, but if you want to give an opinion about what we can do with our bodies, you have no rights. Okay? Like, you can stand with us or you can stand against us. And that's really how I feel. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's that thing of you know, white male middle class get to speak loudest because we're white male middle class. and so. All that's being asked for is, can you lend us your voice for a second? That's actually what's being asked for. Your opinion matters. Speak up. You guys have the loudest scream. Use it. You know, and and when it's usually the idea of, um, you know, we don't want you to speak, it's because when men speak, it's listened to. So when, when women say, we don't want you to speak, it's because they need their voice to be heard. And if you speak, theirs won't be heard. So now they're going, you know what, speak up. Don't use the same bullshit argument because it's the same reason that the logic has not changed. They simply want you to now use that voice because theirs isn't being heard. It's the same logic. It's just that you don't want it to be the same logic. It does piss me off when people do that. Um, you know, and it's like I said with, uh, with people going, oh, well, I'll speak because I've got a sister. Oh, fuck off. Like, such bullshit. The reason you're not talking has nothing to do with an argument that's been made against you by somebody. The, the reason you're not talking is because you don't fucking want to. I would have more respect for people that just said they didn't want to, because at least you're showing yourself as being a dickhead. Like if, if somebody just comes out and goes, you know what? I'm a cunt. Fair play. Right. Cool. That's what you are. At least I know. Don't pretend you're an, you're anything else. Like don't pretend to be something and then say otherwise. So, I mean, I have this. So I have this in my in my community. And I, I say this as someone who, you know, is runs a, a mental health charity, has a community with mental health stuff. Um, and this is why I, I, I describe myself as very much um, a, a monkey in a suit when it comes to mental health, because, you know, I have the, I have the singing bowl in the background and I, I have the meditation diplomas, all that kind of bullshit. And, you know, I, I have the Buddha thing. The, by the way, the only reason I wear this is because I think it looks nice. It's got fuck all to do with Buddha. I just think it's pretty. Um, but, you know, I fit, I fit the nonsense. I fit the idea of it all. But I do not sound like it. You're like people come for me on that, and I'm like, no, 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 fuck off. Um, and so I always say to my community, I say to everyone, I'm an arsehole. 
In my, my way of thinking is everyone's an arsehole, and I will stand on top of that as being the biggest arsehole. I don't give a fuck. The only difference is, is whether I'm your kind of arsehole. Because if you start with that attitude of, I'm an arsehole, everyone's an arsehole. If, you know what, it turns out they're an arsehole, well, you already treat them like that, and you thought of them like that, so that's fine. If, however, you go, oh, my God, you're the, the most amazing thing ever, and oh, my God, uh, and they turn out to be an arsehole, you're hurt even more. So, you know, that's what I go with on that. I will say from the start, this is how you look at me. Look at me like that. Don't put me on a fucking pedestal. Don't treat me any other way. Say I'm an arsehole. And that's why I think, you know, if you're someone out there that doesn't want to talk in it, just fucking say that. Don't make up some bullshit argument to say otherwise. Just say, look, no. Because at least people know where they fucking stand with you. People know where they stand. Rather than wanting to make you part of a different discussion later on, they know to keep you out of discussions that they actually care about because they know you fucking don't. Save everyone some time. Yeah, basically. You know, it's, 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 saving, it's saving people the bullshit. It's saving people the time rather than, you know, going down the road and then deciding on it later. Because... You know what? It's just fucked everyone at that point. So just, you know, when 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 women are asking for your help, men, as as the as the man here, as the one with the most fucking privilege, even against some of the men listening to this, um, just help or shut the fuck up and don't pretend. Just just don't pretend. If you don't want to fucking help, at least say it. At least say it, because you know what? You'll probably get some respect from, from, from women for at least having the balls to say it. For at least having the balls to go, you know what? No. Because at least I don't understand. And if you don't want to help, like, just, like, step out of the way, because this is our fight. This isn't something that you should be blockading. Mm. That's exactly what I was going to say. Either join or get out of the way, because... At the end of the day, there's been a lot of empowered women that were able to make great strides um, without the assistance of many other individuals other than other strong women. So while we, I would say, while I love when a man is supportive of these conversations, while they're supportive of me and like what it feels like to be in a woman's body, at the end of the day, I I guess I, I feel like I don't um, need that. Like I want that. I find a lot of benefit in that, but I can't say that in every situation I really needed that. Sometimes I just needed the man in my life to get out of my way so that I could believe in my own self to do my own thing and end up surprising myself every single time of the amazing things that I was able to accomplish when I didn't have something standing in my way. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's that thing of like, just, just move. Move to the side, out of fucking view. You know, it is it is that. It's it's allowing people to speak up for for that. And you know, it's. I mean, that that's pretty much how it happened with the suffrage movement. A, a lot of it was um, men either helping to bring the voice up or allowing women to sp- speak in an area that they would usually speak. You know, the Nineteenth Amendment happened for those reasons. Anyone that doesn't know the Nineteenth Amendment gave the women the right to vote. Um, after you banned booze, and I, it always, always gets to me that you thought booze was more important than women. Um, it's just, <laughs> and 
and and booze was the reason you had an, uh, an issue with organized crime in america so um you know it took you until the 21st to overturn the 18th anyway um, <laughs> i i the, my issue with the with the amendments are are long and um and torrid um but yeah i i think the discussion as, as we've had it it has so many facets i mean we we've gone around in different ways and you know the way it is just a general discussion on women's bodily autonomy the idea of being female about shame simply for having a period about everything and that's the thing is that everything is designed currently in society to tell you you're bad because you're female you know it's set up for that it's you're female so you don't have the same rights as us you're female so you're not the same um, I'm waiting for some arsehole on the internet now to fucking clip me saying that. But, um, but you know, that's, that's how things are set up. And there's so many parts to the argument. And it's, it goes way further than just abortion. You know, that, that's the thing. It's not just as simple and straightforward as that. Because it encompasses everything about, uh, else about women. What you can do in the bedroom generally, whether married or unmarried. What you can do... Um, at any part of your life and it, then you start to look at other parts of um, the constitution because of course a lot of countries don't even look in things according to their own constitution the america's way of doing laws is fucking just out of this world to most people because we don't look at a, a document written 200 years ago to figure out what we're going to do in our law now we just make a fucking law you know, we don't have a codified constitution in England. We have a continuing constitution, which effectively means when law is made, it overwrites the one that was there before. That's just how it works. And we don't, you know, and, and we have a Supreme Court who used to be called the law lords who decide on things according to the law, that what the law is, not what a document that was written by um, people 250 years ago said and you know there, there's a lot of issues with that as well so there's so many nuances um, to to um, the arguments on on every side but the problem is that I have not seen any media outlet in any way look at any of those nuances or talk about anything really in any depth they they get one or two opinions they make their opinion and then they just go straight continue down the road of one one thing and that's it. There's, there's no look to, to, to educate people. There's no look to talk to people about what they can do, about how they can help, about anything. It's just they're looking for the next sensational headline. And that's the fucking problem, because the sensational headline was Roe v. Wade. Do something else. You know, when, when we have the biggest news um, broadcasting uh, company in America that defends itself in court against the idea that it gives false information in terms of news by going, well, we're an entertainment um, company. That's when you have a fucking issue. <laughs> it's... Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we've gone around a, a lot of different things. I was just going to ask if we can do um, a roundup. Um, I'm loving the fact that I'm now going to do this in a different order, purely because I'm doing it in the order from where I see you. But two of you have switched places on my screen. So, <laughs> I'm just going to go around again. So I'll, I'll, I'll go the same the same route. So I'll go to Erica first. Just anything that you don't think we we mentioned, or that you just wanted to, to reiterate, anything like that, just to kind of to, to round up. Um, and anything maybe I, I spoke over or somebody else spoke over or, or whatever um, before we kind of con conclude uh, this. And I'll, I will try and make sure, if anyone is well, that I have information at the bottom to, to people to call. Um, I, I will try and make sure that's on there as well. So, um, Erica, is just anything that you wanted to say? Oh, if you, you don't have to have something, but if you do have something um, to kind of round up as well for yourself. Um, 
you had mentioned something that made me come to the thought of um, I, I can't exactly pinpoint what you had said, but it came to me that um, I've actually represented myself in court like once and fought and won. So awesome. I just I don't know what you said, but it made me think of that and and like I kind of. I honestly kind of, like, I didn't forget about it, but it, it's been a while since I've thought about it, so I thought that was cool. Cool. I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad that I, I, I gave you a moment to look back and be proud of yourself. Anything that fucking helps, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Rissa, was there anything that you wanted to kind of round up or, or, or say or, you know? Um, I feel like if I spoke on this, I could probably speak on it for a while. So, like, I guess my conclusion would just be that anyone out there fighting, keep fighting, keep keep speaking, keep being the voice for the people that do not have a voice, especially the ones that are younger and cannot speak. Um, and we got this. Like, I don't know. Like, I just believe that the whole collection of people that are really believing in what they need to to make the change will make the change i don't have any doubt if you look back in history look at how many women are famous for all the changes they've made not just for women but for men and slaves and just just it, it goes on women are fucking amazing and we're going to get this shit done and that's that's a good enough conclusion for me cool uh megan <clears throat> I have to say for a last and final thought, just really more so for my own sake, I have to say I love being a woman. Um, I spent too many years of my life being shameful for being a woman in a woman's body. And I spent so many years of my life trying to hide and conform and bend and break to the point that I put my body through way more stress than a pregnancy ever could have put me through or than any my abusive ex-husband, the shame that I put myself through being a woman from the messages I received from society hindered me and hurt me more than anything anyone else could have. And to be a young woman now and to say, like, I love being a woman. I am proud to be a woman. I am proud to serve as an inspiration for other young women who are trying to find their voice in this world. Um, that's not something that I feel was handed to me for free. That was being able to say those words was something I had to fight for. And because I have already committed to myself to begin this fight, I, I really, I want to say that that, that commitment to this fight continues on because it first started with me. And I think that for any woman or man, um, that's kind of, that's where any work begins is formulating the work for yourself. And this is a big conversation. It's not a new one and it's certainly not going to end anytime soon. But like you had said earlier, you know, if you don't care, say you don't fucking care. If you do care, do the research, have conversations and find out the information that you need to feel comfortable sharing your voice because, you know, we all have amazing thoughts. We just don't always have an amazing place to share it to. And having just one person to believe in you, to hear you, and to support wherever you're at, um, that shit literally saves lives. Uh, Knowing that I am not alone um, can be a make it or break it for someone who is struggling with the thought to end their life or not. 
Um, it can literally be as simple as that. And I love being a woman, and I'm going to end with that. Awesome. Um, I, I will do um, uh, a quick little um, thing to say. That, um, I've said this in a podcast before, in that individual, one person can change everything. Megan, sorry, I'm feeding back on your mic again. Um, <laughs> one person can change the world. The idea that they can't is utter bullshit because 300 million or 7 billion people don't come up with the same idea at once. One person comes up with it, then somebody else goes, fuck, that's a good idea. And it continues like that. And changes can come from the simplest of backgrounds. Anyone that's done any kind of research... Um, on anything, especially in um, the ideas of feminism, women's suffrage, anything like that, especially in Europe and in England specifically, I can state now that one of the main reasons for women's suffrage and the continuation of the suffragettes in England and women getting the vote, among many other things, but started with afternoon tea, which sounds ridiculous, but afternoon tea was the first one of the first times that women were allowed to talk by themselves with other women without a man present. The Tate and Lyle um, tea shop in London was opened and was somewhere that women could go to without having to be escorted with men, which started the ability for them to then have discussions and it, it continued from there. The simplest of things, afternoon tea was one of the key factors to suffrage, suffragette movement. So anything big or small that you do that you're involved with and after, after school project, anything that you're involved with you have no idea what the long-lasting effects of that may be so if you want to get involved with it it doesn't matter how little you think that impact may be you do not know until you've completed that project and many years on from that as well um thank you everyone for for joining me thank you erica thank you Risa. thank you megan for joining me um it has been um a, a good discussion and as uh, was said i'm sure we could continue this for the next few days without much of a break it could be a continuing discussion but that's the point it's a discussion that has to be ha had by 300 million 330 million people right now um and the four of us could keep going for days so it's not going away but make sure you can get some education on it thank you everyone again thank you everyone that's joined us if you have made it to the end of this podcast firstly get yourself a cookie because fucking well done um and we will try and uh check in with you next week i think we will be talking uh, to somebody who uh, currently runs an online um, mental health check-in thing with resources on TikTok. Hopefully that is my guest next week. I won't say the name just in case it's not, uh, but thank you again, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. See you later.